in what was one of the most unusual and successful ICOs in crypto history, EOS raised $1 billion in their year-long token sale. Now on its own blockchain, EOS is quietly gaining adoption for dApp creation among the development community. We weren't aware of just how many dApps were being built and used until we met Kurt Braggett. He's a card-carrying member of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. And today, we welcome Kurt to the show to discuss the EOS ecosystem, and we guarantee you're going to learn some cool stuff you did not know. Could EOS be the platform that topples? the once great Ethereum? Let's explore today on episode number 241 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hey, this is Aaron Schneider at CryptoCPA.tax. You're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, where we don't dab, we de-app. I'm Joel Kahn, and that over there, that guy dabbing, is Mr. Travis Wright. Dab, dab, dab. Yabba dabba do. And we don't know, what is it? Uh, oh, and we also whip and nay nay. I know. I'm neither going to whip Nene nor dab. I didn't even Macarena. You don't even say it correctly, so that's good. Mac- macarena, but I did do the mashed potato. You did? Hey, yes. Macarena. And All right, good stuff. We have some interesting stuff. This episode right here is is pretty cool. So this is actually, you know, one of our good fans. I had a conversation with him. And then I found out that he was doing all this really cool stuff that neither Joel nor I had any idea was going on. And uh, I think you guys are going to love this interview today with Kurt. I want to talk about Divi. Divi is the crypto app that makes it easy to earn, transact, and store cryptos. It's the first crypto ecosystem powered by masternodes that can be installed with one click. And we can vouch for this. Uh, Ryan and our team installed our masternode with one click. Took five minutes to get it set up. And we are earning Divi tokens. You, you It's not the setup is, is super easy. There's a smart wallet that lets you store and transact your earned crypto with a simple interface. And it was created by the Divi project. These guys have a goal to reduce the friction of cryptocurrency through their user experience and their UI. You can learn more about about it and we recommend that you do at diviproject.org i think it's cool man it's like literally like the more you, you can just sit and watch it and you and you just like you can see like you know every hour boom 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 you're just gaining cryptos it's pretty it's it's it can be a little addicting watching it. it's pretty cool it's more fun than watching paint dry definitely more fun than that way more fun. all right and and more fun than even that is our interview with kurt braggett We love getting email from you guys and hearing from you on social media. And every now and then, one of you reaches out to us, and it turns out you got some really cool stuff to say. And our guest today is one of those people. His name is Kurt Braggett. His website is eosdividends.com. And as we were talking with Kurt offline, uh, he knows some stuff about EOS, and we didn't know. And there's probably stuff you don't know. And today, we're all going to learn together. So, Kurt, welcome to an actual episode of Bad Crypto. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I feel like I'm doing a duet with Britney Spears right now, man. You guys are like, I'm I'm a total fanboy, so thank you. Which one's Britney? 
Um, I would say that would be you. <laughs> Joel. What's, what's Travis? Travis is like, I don't know. He's somebody else. He's like Justin, a death Justin Timberlake. Yeah, you're like JT. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, oops, I did it again. Yeah, Travis, didn't he reach out to you first? Yeah, you know, we're having some great conversations about just some different stuff that's going on in the space. And and maybe, Kurt, talk about some of your previous development, you know, history, because you've built some pretty cool apps. You mean you were part of the original Blockfolio team and some other stuff. So maybe maybe give a little bit of your background on that. Yeah, for sure. So I started in crypto probably in 2000, late 2011, 2012. Uh, the Drapers actually invested in one of my businesses in the and back in the day, I was a CTO. We were building kind of a micro payments solution for small videos. So think like a way of monetizing Vine videos. Um, and from that, I learned about Coinbase. And just at first, it was like, what is this weird anarchy money stuff? And uh, just went down the rabbit hole from there. And since 2012, I've worked on probably a half a dozen to about a dozen pretty successful projects in the crypto space. Um, some of the more popular ones that I have worked on are Blockfolio, but some of them I don't really like to talk about too openly. But um, I, I started in Bitcoin and then I kind of missed Ethereum and I'm a little bit butthurt about that because the market kind of slowed down sort of like it was now. And then, you know, I got back into it after Ethereum started picking picking up and then got really in deep on EOS. And now I've been focusing solely on EOS and development and building products on EOS that kind of fill little gaps here and there. And part of the reason why, you know, I've always been a fan of the show, obviously, but I feel like it's a little bit skewed, uh, you know, towards Ethereum or, or some of these other projects. And I feel like there was kind of a missing piece here, which is, you know, what's going on in EOS right now. I think it's really exciting and that your viewership and would, would really appreciate to learn more about like upcoming EOS stuff because that's where all the excitement is right now for hey, me. Hey, that's hey, like, hey, hey, don't be, don't be butthurt, Kurt. <laughs> don't, don't be butthurt and well, excuse me. I mean, so uh, yeah, the, and you, uh, you showed us some stuff offline that we weren't aware of the development of just how far uh, EOS has come in terms of adoption. I think, wasn't it about six months ago, Travis, that we talked about the number of uh, dApps or dApps that were being produced on various blockchains and we were like, there's just there's there's just not that many that are happening yet. But it's like there's this uh, this culture of apps that have sprung up in the last six months. Yeah, I, I feel like it's really heating up right now. And the action is obviously on on gambling dApps. So uh, apparently 70 percent or so of all the revenues that are coming in are from gambling dApps on EOS. And also Tron is really picking up steam pretty fast. And so. You know, this sort of like DAP and revenue kind of model that's coming up is really everything that was sort of promised to us at first. And now it's actually happening. So the way that I look at it is that uh, gambling is just the start. You know, if you think about it, it's a really base interaction that people are doing like, hey, I got some crypto. I want to, you know, put it somewhere and see if it turns into more crypto, basically. Right. It's a really base type of thing. They call it the 3G, right? Like girls gambling and games. And so our 3, 3G network right now has like half bars. Um, so we should expect to see like porn and other things come online. But I think what's really going to happen and what I'm excited about is that it's starting to spread into games. You know, you have mythical games and some ex-Blizzard guys and 
the EOS gaming kind of industry right now is really starting to take off and we should expect it to be basically booming, I would say, within a year's time. Yeah, you know, it is interesting because Mr. Joel Kami just sort of referenced it. We looked at blocktivity in the past and we just sort of checking out all the different blockchains and, you know, how active they are on blocktivity.info. And it's really interesting to see how full some of these blockchains are. Like, it looks to me like most of the time Ethereum is completely, you know, maxed out most of the time. I mean, it's sitting at over 100%. Like right now, it's it's sitting at 35,000 unconfirmed transactions. It's sitting at well over 100%. It's sitting at, you know, about half of the amount of transactions that they had on their record of all time. And, you know, it's sitting at an $11 billion market cap. Here's EOS. And then the last, you know, 24 hours on EOS, there's been 38 million transactions on that. On Ethereum, 550,000. So, like, is that because are there, is there all these little micro transactions happening on EOS? Why are there just so many more transactions happening? And are they bots? I mean, is it real? What, what's your, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? So I I do consider myself to be not that biased in this matter. Like I, I love all of these blockchains. I love crypto in general, um, but this gets controversial. I do believe there's a lot of spam. I don't know what it is. And we've been kind of speculating on how we can figure out to a certain degree of probability how much spam and just kind of fake transactions there are. And I think it's significant. You know, um, it could be across all of these networks. I mean, it could be upwards of 20% or more. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a report that comes out where they audit one of these chains that has a lot of activity and even find that, you know, 60% or more is spam. And I, I truly don't know how much of it is. And I'm trying to kind of rally the troops to build a tool to kind of audit these things, because I think that eventually this fake activity is going to, you know, get exposed for what it is. And you can kind of see some of it, like you can run a DMUX setup and kind of watch transactions come in uh, on the blockchain live. And you can see that a lot of them are little spam transactions like, hey, uh, here's 0.001 of this coin and, you know, come and check out our site. And here's a little like link into the site. You know, there there is a lot of that for sure. I just don't know to what degree. The, the, yeah. By the way, the correct pronunciation is DApps. And it's kind of like email. So when we call it DAPS, we're kind of disrespecting the the name. So I think we should call it DAPS, actually. That that actually makes a whole lot more sense. You, you pointed out. <laughs> I actually call it ML. It's not ML. ML. I thought it was ML. You, uh, you pointed out uh, a site to us called uh, DAPRadar.com. Yep. And this is a site that shows the rankings of the various DAPs that are built and the protocol that they're built on. Um, and they are ranked by the number of users in the last 24 hours, though you can also sort it by volume um, and TXIDs. And if you go to like right now, you look at uh, the order of them in the top uh, tenor, uh, ES, ES, Tron, ES, ES, Tron, 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 ES, ES. And if you keep going down the list, you have to get all the way to number 41, before oh, you wow, find a D app that is built on Ethereum, and that's IDEX, the decentralized exchange. 
So, and a lot of them yeah. are gambling, but there's some other stuff in here as well. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty shameful. I, I feel like the Ethereum uh, kind of tribe is is sort of in denial right now, and they don't really fully understand what's going on. But from sort of an EOS frame and a Tron frame, it's like they're just getting crushed. You know, like people don't want to develop uh, these kind of applications there. And I talk to a lot of developers. And, and their users are going through the roof. People are really excited to jump in and play these games. There is a lot of really legitimate action going on there. And I think that it's just going to get a whole lot worse for Ethereum before it gets better. And I, I actually really love Ethereum. It's just as a developer myself, I'm always going to be biased towards something. I mean, if Barbie blockchain came out tomorrow and it had more users, I might get excited about that too because I don't really care. I just want this industry to sort of grow and it's all about users and, and usability and ethereum like there's a lot of these kind of neckbeard hackers that aren't really that connected with who's actually using the app and so uh one of my friends he has this pretty pretty cool quote that said that ethereum is basically a uh, a, a vending machine for coins you know and that's kind of kind of true i think that's kind of funny, uh, actually. Wait a second. We need, we need to tag that one. That one needs to be a, its own little image quote. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it because Ethereum is just so slow? I mean, we saw what happened with CryptoKitties, that the kitty poop clogged up the entire Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I think there's some fake news over there, too. Like, you know, that might not have been the most damning thing, but... Um, Ethereum has great technology. Obviously, Vitalik is a is a genius. All these guys are geniuses, but like not all of them understand marketing. And so that kind of goes into Tron, for example. These guys are geniuses at marketing. And there's a lot more to a product than, hey, you built some dope code. Like, what about how excited people get to use it? You know, they're they're kind of missing a piece of the puzzle. And Tron is like all the way on the right side of the spectrum of marketing. You know, they're like copying and pasting their and then marketing it in such an amazing way. Um, and then kind of EOS, I feel like, sits in the middle of tech and marketing because they're doing a really good job on marketing and tech. But then Ethereum, to me, is on the other side of the spectrum where you have really great technology. Like, they built the standard. If you really look at it, EOS is a highly derivative product from Ethereum. Even the logo looks the same, you know? You know, this is, it is interesting when you're looking at that that DApp Radar website and you're going through it, and it's basically auto-sorting. When you come to the page, it's auto-sorting by the amount of users that utilized any one of those DApps in the last 24 hours. And if you sort that by that, it looks like at the very top, PRA Candy Box, whatever that is, has 8,800 people use, use, the, use that DApp, right? So not a lot of money, I guess, what, over the last seven days, two hundred four thousand dollars in transactions but it just shows how many people are using those but then again there's no you know uh self-cleaning sort of thing that tells us how many of those are likely to be bots right there yeah i think that this is going to become a really huge issue and i i have been posting about it recently where i'm i'm kind of predicting that there's going to be a few billion dollar companies that are created that just audit these chains and you could argue that already there are some businesses that are doing this, like Masari and other people. Mm -hmm. But um, Hacken.io over in uh, the Ukraine does that as well. Yeah, but it's like you know I, they didn't. They haven't had any great, real great reports saying like how much of, for example, let's audit PRA Candy Box and see how many bulls 
transactions there are there. Mm. Nobody's really doing that right now. That's what we need. We need to figure out how valid all of this stuff really is. And but but for me, like, let's look at EOS Knights, for example, which is the second one on that list. I frequently get people telling me that we should add it to our lists on our site. People that are excited about craft. This is about crafting uh, swords and and these virtual goods. And, uh, you know, people are really excited about that. They're excited to be able to craft a sword or like I, I'm not really into it. Yeah. But almost almost um, two billion dollars worth of transactions has happened in the last seven days for that particular DAP. That's 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 pretty significant. Yeah. Two million dollars in seven days, and they're building little swords in an environment that they're playing a game. Is this are they able to take that sword into other games, or is it only in this EOS Knights game? I I believe it's only in EOS Knights, but don't quote me on that. Like we got we got to look at Wax actually, because Wax, if you look on Blocktivity, they're mm-hmm. kind of the ones that are handling that portion of it, where you right. can move your digital goods around and sell them and that's one of the reasons why they have as many transactions as they do they're do they're they're trying to give people this this sort of marketplace for digital goods um and that seems to be working for them but but eos knights like what it really feeds into me uh or or kind of points to is that we're moving towards this sort of uh ready player one type of future um i think that gambling is going to be a short-lived thing i mean i think it'll always be there but i think that the gaming industry is where it's really going to take off. Like there's going to be dozens of these kind of EOS nights games and then MMOs where people are kind of, you know, killing each other and stealing their loot and crafting swords. And and it's a, a job for them, basically. That's kind of the way I imagine it. Interesting. You know, you uh, you run this site uh, called EOSdividends.com and you pointed this out to us because it it is tokens that you pay, you get paid uh, 24 hours a day you're like uh, you're earning dividends from tokens that you stake and um yeah. the number one listed on there right now is a site called bet dice dot i think it's yep. bet dice dot one is that right and uh yep. you since you pointed that out to me i thought oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go try this uh not to gamble on it but to see what happens when i stake this dice token yep. and so i did i bought some dice token and i stake them and every day i'm earning eos yeah and and this is kind of where you can go pretty far down the the rabbit hole as well I, I think that EOS has a really unique staking model. And the promise of crypto is that we've kind of democratized these assets. Like if somebody starts a business and I buy some of their token and I stake it, then they're going to pay me with their profits. And right now, the model is that a lot of these gambling sites are saying, look, 50% of all the profits that come in today, right, because they're paying out every 24 hours we're going to send over to people who have bought our residual token, which is DICE in this case, and staked it on our network. So it's it's really kind of the first, like I haven't seen any other really compelling profit sharing models that are tokenized and you know fully auditable. Um, and this is the start of it. So I think that this is, you know, it'll be social networks. So you see that there's another social network, um, like most of them on the list on eosdividends.com are gambling sites. But if you look, there's one called Karma. And Karma is a social network that's being used, and they actually do these things called power-ups, which pay. They're like dividends, 
and they are on secondary markets and you can sell them. So it's going to be social. It's like this whole promise of, you know, if I like somebody's thing or I make a post in a social network and I get paid, it's becoming very real. And this whole like dividend thing is so interesting to me because at first when I heard it, it sounded like kind of like a scam. Um, and some of it is a scam straight up because you have these gambling sites that essentially create what what I believe they're doing. And I don't want to claim any specific one, but what I think they're doing is paying themselves. Like the house pays themselves to show that there's a lot of payout volume and then other people kind of jump on. And, and you could even argue, and it would be kind of controversial that if they didn't do that, they wouldn't go anywhere actually, because this is what people do with social networks. That's how Reddit started, for example. So this this karma though, uh, you won't find that in the app store, right? You have to download that separately because um, Apple won't approve that. So it it is, uh, I believe, right now on the Play Store, um, and it probably will be approved on the uh, Apple App Store as well. So I I think that. The, the problem with Apple is Apple is kind of cracking down on some things. Like, for example, apps that where you try to sell an EOS account, they don't allow that. I don't know why, but they're really cracking down on it. But if you sort of have this residual token on your network and it's sort of like a point system, no different from Quora or something, how they used to have a credit system, um, I'm pretty sure Apple will, will approve it. Um, and then you can take these tokens and kind of move them on secondary markets. So, and, and people are getting excited about it. And, and they're they're actually doing it. And I back to the token kind of dividend model is that I think that that some version of this staking and payout model is what a lot of these businesses are going to be run on, not just gambling, but, you know, social networks or even Joe's cafe down the street. Why? Why not just have the five owners of that cafe take, you know, a certain percentage of those dividends and have them paid out automatically, programmatically. Right. Yeah, I actually want to I want to discuss that because I think that some model of this there's going to continually be evolution. We've gone from an ICO, now we've gone to the STO and the sort of, you know, security back token and it's like, you know, we're kind of merging ownership in the company and you know, and then ownership in dividends and just and how they're dividing that. So maybe let's just kind of think about this. Let's say it, uh, the Apple of the future because you there's there's like there's models here where you're staking some coins and if you're staking coins then now you're sort of getting profits and dividends because you've kind of you know you've come in and now you're participating in this ecosystem. Now one thing I've always thought of is that you know what I bought a Mac uh laptop in like 2002 that you know if I had actually taken that money and bought stock I'd be a millionaire now but instead I bought their computer, <laughs> right? Now how how can we build the how because I think we're I think between all of this right here and the way that this is going with EOS and the staking, I think the future of business is being developed potentially. Yeah. So I we we're calling it gameplay mining, and you won't find a lot of information about it, but basically the way I would describe this situation where you bought that Mac is you should have earned some points. You should have actually earned maybe some stock or something by buying that. Mm. Right. So it's sort of like airline miles. You do some meaningful activity in their network, which is buying an airplane ticket, and then some other residual reward comes out. It's a reward, right? Um, but the thing that's so exciting about it over here on the EOS world is that that reward, it's like you could stake your airline miles to earn on that airline's profits, right? Which is insane. Mm. So 
if you would have bought that computer, you should have gotten some Apple coins that you could have then staked mm-hmm. or used or moved on a secondary market. And right now, at this point in time, you would have earned dividends for the last eight years or whatever, seven years since you bought that computer. And I think that that's the model that people are going to be going for. It's just that rewards sucks and there's no way to really digitize those rewards or make them extensible in a way where you can move them to secondary markets. But that is what crypto is making possible. And I feel like people are really sleeping on this fact that you could actually build a lot of really interesting businesses. And as a user, are you going to go and buy a computer that doesn't give you any rewards or does give you rewards? Like nobody wants to use a gambling site that isn't giving them tokens. And so when I go to gamble on bet dice, for example, which I don't, I don't like gambling actually. But if I did, every time I gamble, I'm gameplay mining. So when I gamble my EOS, they will give me a reward that's in their token and then I can turn around and stake that. So this model could be applied to anything, social network, purchasing goods Mm -hmm. in a store. Um, I think it's really going to blow up. Interesting. Now, one of the problems I have with EOS is that it's clunky to use. I mean, it's already difficult to deal with, uh, you know, cryptos and exchanges and wallets and all that. But EOS is this extra level of clunk on top of it uh, being on its own chain. (laughs) So, you know, how do they fix that? So... Um, it's, it's moving so fast, man. Like, uh, a lot oh, of people, it's there we go. It just moved I, fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much dude. Like I literally downloaded scatter, right? Like, you know, I was walking through yep. scatter, right? That version has already been updated and they have so many things that are coming out. Um, I would say within a three to four month period, scatter will be a lot more user friendly. They have a lot of people backing them. They've now merged and are like, collaborating with all the other wallets like links and shout out to Fred Kruger, who's like a major player in the, in the industry, who's kind of pushing a lot of stuff forward right now, like mythical games, just released standard for NFTs. There's all kinds of stuff going on. There's a lot of action. And so it is, it's, it's kind of gross to use an app like scatter and it's hard to understand, but it's getting easier. Like if you look at a service like or ID, and you go to Everypedia, which is one of the largest EOS-based um, projects, right? Everypedia is kind of like, they they call it kind of like the street version of Wikipedia, but they raised a lot of money from Galaxy, and they are on the EOS blockchain. And it's a one-click install to get a wallet and everything going, and it's done through OrID. So it feels like you're logging in with Facebook, but it creates all the wallets in the back end. So the stuff is already there. It's just not kind of distributed throughout the network yet. It's very Here's what I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm looking at my scatter right now, and I've got all these tokens in there that I have no idea how they got there. I, you got spam. I'm like, I've got 21,000 karma, 21,046.989 karma. And hey, maybe somebody at karma is trying to get your attention, man. So these, these are, are airdrops. You know, airdrops or maybe somebody targeted you but generally they are airdrops or spam if you find a bunch of residual tokens that don't really equal a lot um, generally there will be a memo so you might want to read your memos on a block explorer it'll it'll kind of reveal what how their do game i do is. that so go to blocks.io b-l-o-k-s.io and then type in your wallet address there and you should be able to search through your transaction history and see all of the you know 
all of the memos um, in detail there. And it'll show usually it's like, hey, come check out our casino. But Karma's legit, though. They're a social network. So it might have just been. So blocks.io is uh, specifically an EOS blockchain reader. Yep, that's right. All right. I'm going to take a look here while Mr. Travis Wright asks you the next fabulous question. <laughs> yeah, this is the the world is moving at a at a very quick pace when it comes to the comes to the cryptos. I'm actually trying to pull up blocks.io as well. You were sharing with us a bunch of different really interesting sites that I thought that our users would want to know. You we talked about dappradar.com. Uh, yeah. uh, when we chat about blocktivity, eos uh, eosdividends.com, uh, which is yours. Uh, blocks.io. Are there any other, you know, just interesting sites that you use on a on a daily basis that maybe some of our crypto fans are familiar with yeah i i i suggest people to go to block one's documentation to to do some actual development and get involved because this is our kind of period of biddle right so um i would I, they have really great documentation and to become a developer the community is amazing people are very supportive um i i found my home in eos a lot easier than it did in ethereum it just feels like you're if you're not a crypto hacker, like you kind of don't belong. But like there's a lot of beginners that are in EOS. So I would go there. Um, there's this other great service called EOSNameService.io that allows you to buy really fun names on EOS. So you can buy like .x or .e, um, you know, for example, game.vr. You can buy kind of a more custom wallet address. And that's a feature that I think really separates EOS apart, which is they have these account names that are part of the blockchain and it makes it a lot easy if you want to send money to you know travis Wright, you can right um you don't have to use some archaic looking address what was the address that, what, what, so what was the wanna, url you said eosnameservice.io um and that's built by cypherglass the one of the bps and and the, and the bps are really driving a lot of this stuff like eos canada cypherglass all of the bps they're doing a lot to benefit the community they're always releasing tools eostoolkit.io um, there's a, there's so many tools that are on EOS that are just really, really helpful and fun. To this use. is fascinating. So I found, I put in my uh, my public key, uh, which, by the way, for EOS, it's uh, it's uh, a really short set of alphanumerics. It's more like a username um, rather than a traditional public key. And I'm able to pull up and see all of these tokens that I have. For example, I have eleven thousand. 923.884 Everipedia IQ tokens that it says are worth um, a total of $25.86. Now, why do I wow. have that? Somebody likes you. Well, I honestly think that these are the burdens of celebrity. Are, are you sure? I, I don't Was think- it from staking <laughs> EOS by any chance? Because I staked some EOS in a simple uh, EOS wallet for a few months. Um, it could be, I can ask them, uh, those, I know all those guys there like mock and, and those guys, they'll tell me, I, I don't think that they're giving out $25 of IQ to everybody. It might've been an airdrop. Um, if your wallet is recent, um, I don't know, maybe they just wanted to get your attention or something. I so really what's your car? I'm get some cryptos for you. How do I, so you said I could see if like there was a memoirs cause they're all, all the memos that I'm seeing are claim balance. Uh, well, I would look at the IQ transaction. Um, so I'd sort on the IQ transaction and then look at the memos for that specific token and, and whatever the memo says, I would, I would trust it. Well, maybe I wouldn't, I don't, don't trust anything <laughs> don't, online. Don't trust it. 
I, I mean, they somebody had access to their contract to send it out. So generally, the the memos you can trust what they're they're saying. There. So confusing. Yeah. Okay. It is. It's very confusing. It's really emergent. Like it, in in five years or, or a few years, I'm maybe EOS isn't the top blockchain anymore. Who knows? But um, it'll be a lot more user friendly. Nobody needs to read these transactions and and things like this. Everybody knows it's kind of ridiculous, but you got to start somewhere. Like. A lot of people were criticizing block one that they didn't have a wallet, but, you know, they built this great technology and they can't build everything, you know? Well, I was going to ask this, like, you know, where do you think the the market is heading now? Because here we are firmly in the crypto winter. It's going to be negative 60 degrees in Chicago, you know, next couple of days. <laughs> we are firmly in the crypto winter. Um, Mr. Joel Com soddled a little. Little. Um, little little bit, A little soddle going on. So so when are we going to hit, hit crypto spring? Like, I mean, I want to see like some buds on the tree. Uh, I I have kind of a contrarian view. I, I, I really don't believe that anybody knows anything about prices. So I don't try to claim that I do. But um, if 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 volumes and adoption are an indicator of price in any way, um, I'd say that there's a lot of action on Tron and EOS that should be reflected in prices. And Sooner than later, I get surprised after you see all these reports coming out about EOS and how well it's doing. I'm surprised that the price is kind of, you know, just kind of hovering around. But I don't speculate too much on prices. I don't even really care that much to be totally I just I don't feel like news moves all that much right now. I think it's going to take a a lot of momentum, news upon news upon news in order for the crypto markets to really move. There's just too many people got burned and uh, there's just, you know, been no sign of a real recovery yet. And people are gun shy. So another interesting thing I want to bring up, though, that that might not be on a lot of people's radar is that EOS has this thing called referendums. If you go to blocks.io slash vote slash referendums, there are millions of people voting on different proposals that are going into the EOS core. Right. So. The, the users are actually in control of this blockchain more so than a lot of people will believe. So if you go and you check that out, you'll see how much activity like there's 20 million EOS right now staked against and and 2% of all stakeholders on this referendum to decide where money goes because they have these wallets and inflation. There's all these different dynamics of the tokenomic structure and the users are really getting involved in it. Um, and that's pretty unique. You don't see that in a lot of blockchains. And all this stuff is kind of happening in the background. People aren't really paying a lot of attention, but the EOS holders are. What, when you vote, so like I'm looking at the simple uh, EOS wallet right now, and there is a tab for vote. And I see there's EOS Hubi Pool, there's Start EOS, there's ZB EOS, there's EOS Fly to Mars. And it says I can vote on up to 30 different block producers. What does that mean? Yeah, so these so these guys are processing transactions and the users can vote them in or, you know, they can stake their tokens. And this determines who is processing the transactions. So a lot of people have criticized EOS by saying, well, you know, it's only got 21 block producers. That sucks. But actually, there are a lot. There are hundreds of block producers. It's just the top 21 that are processing most of the transactions are most trusted by the community and most voted. And and they kind of swap them out like they have standby producers. It's a it's a pretty interesting system, but it's really you, you have to participate in this system. 
So when you see that voting for these BPs, you want to choose a BP that kind of represents what you believe in. Like I personally vote for Cypherglass because they're building really cool tools and they put out a lot of really great informational media. Actually, I suggest following them on YouTube. If you want to like everything EOS is a really great show on YouTube uh, about EOS. Um, and then Cypherglass's channel is really great. You, you can pretty much get all the news about EOS right there from those two channels. Uh, pretty fascinating stuff, I would say. I mean, you know, I actually think this right this type of content right here lends, lends itself more to be a video because I think we should maybe even recreate some of this as another piece of content and actually show people some of this stuff because when you're talking about it, we know we've seen it because we're pulling it up and we're looking at it on our computer while we're going through it. But some people who are just trying to hear it, they're going, what is this whole new world you're talking about? I don't even understand. So where would you maybe lead people just to kind of get started? Was that the block one kind of resource page? If you're a newbie, you're not a developer, but you want to know about EOS, where do you go to get started? I, I think a really simple way to kind of get in the loop is to follow this Everything EOS show on YouTube and just kind of, you can kind of get up to date with stuff there. And if you want to get into development, look at block one's resources. Um, they have really good resources for development. Excellent. Well, we appreciate it, Kurt. Thanks for the info and uh, for sharing your knowledge of DApps with us here on Bad Crypto. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. So, Mr. Travis Wright, it's been a few weeks since we did this interview with Kurt, even though it's broadcasting now, and I have still been staking my dice on the betdice.one platform. Uh, it's been 24 hours since I last claimed my EOS. I'm claiming 3.2576 EOS right now. How many have you claimed so far, would you think? What do you think? Um, boy, that is, you know what? There is a payout log, I think, somewhere on here. I would have to go through and calculate it all. Uh, day to day, but I would guess somewhere around fifty EOS. Nice, just for staking your just for staking your your dice coins. Staking staking my dice coins. A hundred EOS, you've earned about two hundred seventy five dollars just in a couple of weeks, just staking your coins. Uh, I believe that is correct. Yeah, dude, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, you could go staking buy a the few dice. stakes. Staking the dice, of course, the value of the dice have fallen, but you know that's just crypto. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. And uh, that's just part of the the game here. Crypto does go up. Crypto does go down. What did you guys think of that interview with, with Kurt? He, he was dropping all kinds of knowledge on, on us, wasn't he, Mr. Jolcom? Yeah, and it's really, it's fun. Once you figure out EOS and are able to use, like I use the simple uh, EOS wallet on my PC and the Scatter app that connects directly to these EOS D apps. I've also connected it to um, Everipedia which is super cool. And there's so many more. It's, I think it's really um, an underappreciated uh, application right now. And, you know, between Ethereum and EOS and Tron, it's going to be really interesting to see which one comes out on top or if there's a place for all of them. Mm -hmm. Probably what will happen is there'll be a new token out called Badcoin that just blows them all away probably. <laughs> How can how can a completely worthless coin blow away anybody? We're destroying my dreams, Mr. Jokom. <laughs> you actually have some other dreams, and we've been talking offline about another project, which uh, will remain top secret for the time being. But what if we were to change the world? Hmm. 
We are a dreamer. And what, what, it reminds me of that um, the uh, the commercial by by Steve Jobs and Apple. Think different. It reminds me of uh, Willy Wonka. He uh, he said some amazing things in in the um, the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. He said, "We are the music makers. We are the dreamers of dreams. The dreamers, of and dreams. we are." And you, you guys are out there in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Would love to hear from you. Give us a call. Why not? Pick up the phone. The Bad Crypto Hotline is always there. And if you'll jingle us, it's at 708-885-9030. Call us up, even if it's just to say, hey, this is so-and-so listening from blah, 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 wherever that might be. Stay bad. We'd love to hear just that. Just We'd love to hear the sound of your voice. You get to listen mm-hmm. to us all the time. We never get to listen to you. Yeah, call in, even, you know, give us something funny. Like, I'm Batman. I don't know if you're the real Batman or not, but I'm I'm the real Batman, and I'm upset at Joel for acting like me that episode, couple episodes ago. All right, gang. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Shtabad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.